watching online and our uh, online community. We praise God for you. We praise God for those that are chosen to come and and be uh, and hear the word of the Lord. Amen. We're excited today about what the Lord has been doing and what the Lord is going to do and even about his word. Because at one point in life, we have been in this particular scripture. St. Mark chapter number 10. St. Mark chapter number 10. And we are going to begin at verse number 46. The title of the message this morning is called Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. You'll see in a few moments that at some point in our lives, we've all have been blind Bartimaeus. We've all have been him at some point in life. And then, of course, uh, <clears throat> we some may, uh, may still be there, <laughs> uh, blind Bartimaeus right now. But there is hope. <laughs> there is hope. So St. Mark chapter 10, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 46, verse number 46. We won't be before you long. We're just going to do what thus saith the Lord. Now, verse number 46 says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, he sat by the highway side begging. Father, bless your word. Use me for your glory. And we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, first thing we want to look at, we want to look at as Jesus is coming, he says that he came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho, there's some number of people that followed him. Now, when we think about Jericho, let's, let's deal with Jericho. Now, the Greek meaning of Jericho, it means fragrance. It means, it means fragrance, Jericho. But Jericho is also a, one of the greatest stumbling blocks that we have between us and God. We have to remember the, the Jericho wall. See, there comes a time in our life we all have experienced a, a spiritual Jericho uh, as well as a physical Jericho, all right? And we have to understand that in order for us to have a relationship with God, we must deal with our Jericho. That Jericho is a stronghold. We can have strongholds in our life. But we have to deal with Jericho. And then something I noticed in verse number 46, when it talked about Jesus came to Jericho, but it then also it says he went out of Jericho. Now, Jericho is not a place where you want to linger at. You don't want to hang out in Jericho. Because, see, if you hang out in Jericho, you might get robbed or you might get stripped. Like the man was, you know the story about the Good Samaritan, how he goes down the road of, of Jer- um, he goes down the road heading toward Jericho, but 
he leaves a place called Jerusalem, a place called peace. Jerusalem means peace. So he leaves that place, and he's heading down the road uh, called Jericho, and there he is stripped of those things that he had. So we want to make sure that we do not hang out in our Jericho. Because, see, Jericho has these stumbling blocks there, and you've got to tear down that wall. That wall that separates you and God. See, that wall has to be torn down. But it's also a stronghold. And we don't want to be in a stronghold. Because once you're in a stronghold, it takes a whole lot to get out of a stronghold. Amen? But we're talking about this man called Blind Bartimaeus. Now, in the same text, it is talking about him being blind. He is without vision. But he also is spiritually blind. See, when you are spiritual blind, you will become a beggar. And when you become a beggar, then you begin to seek the world to fulfill your needs. Amen. You will seek the world when you are a beggar. When you, when you, are, a, when you are spiritually blind, you will not go to God for your source, but you will go to the world for your source, for your needs. So he had a condition, his vision, he was without vision. He couldn't see spiritually, nor could he see physically. Amen? Now, let's look at some other things about him. It talks about how he sat by the highway side begging. He sat by the highway, it says, he was begging. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter number 20. St. Matthew's chapter number 20. St. Matthew chapter number 20. Because we want to look at some things here in regards to not only his physical condition, his spiritual condition, but how he ends up there. How is he there sitting by the wayside. He's sitting there at that particular text in Mark. It talks about him by the highway. In other uh, parts of the Bible and the Gospels, it talks about him, uh, beggars, being by the wayside. So Matthew chapter number 20, and we're going to look at verse number 29. Verse number 29. Now verse 29 says, And as they departed, from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Now, let's look at verse number 30. And it says, And behold, two blind men, they were sitting by the what? Wayside. They were sitting by the wayside when they heard that Jesus passed by. They cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Now, we want to look at the text when we talk about wayside. Because before the man ended up as a beggar, something took place. Because not only was he by the highway, but they were sitting by the wayside. So, let's look at 
the wayside. Because many of us at one point in life have been by the wayside. Let's look at St. Luke. Follow me closely. St. Luke chapter number 8. St. Luke chapter number 8. We're talking about the blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. And when you think about Bartimaeus, the, the Hebrew meaning, and it has a dual meaning. The Hebrew meaning of Bartimaeus, it means uh, polluted. It means to be contaminated. It means to be unclean. However, in the Greek, Bartimaeus means highly prized or honorable. So you would think now, how is it possible that he can carry a dual name, whether it be Hebrew or whether it be in the Greek? Well, first of all, we have to understand the Greek meaning saying he was highly prized and he was honorable. But also in the Hebrew, it talks about him being polluted and contaminated and he's unclean. See, you can be in society being highly prized. You can be honorable, but you still can be polluted. (laughs) You still can be contaminated with sin. See, you, you you have to catch that because no matter where society puts you, if God does not put you there or you're not caught up in God, if you're not living the life of the Lord, then you're just one of those wayside people, okay? Now, what are these wayside people? Let's look at now St. Luke chapter number 8, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 5, verse number 5. St. Luke chapter number 8, reading verse number 5. It says, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Now, for us to get an understanding of that particular text, that means we have to go down to verse number 11 in St. Luke. St. Luke chapter number 8, and look at verse number 11. Because they begin to talk, you know, prior talked about how the seed was sown. Now, it explains it in verse number 11, St. Luke chapter number 8, verse number 11. Verse number 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is is the word of God. Remember now, blind Bartimaeus talks about the highway, and that highway, as one of the other gospels speak of it, it is the wayside, okay? Now, the word was sown. The word was sown because it says the sower goeth forth, and he soweth the word. And then now it says in verse 12, it says, those by the wayside are they that hear, they hear, and what happens? Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. 
To me, that's an indication that blind Bartimaeus, at one point in his life, he heard the word. He heard the word. Just like it was before we received salvation, we hear the word. See, he heard the word. We've heard the word before. But when we hear the word, we have to be careful that we do not allow the devil, Satan himself, to come and take away the word. Where? Out of our hearts. See, the word has to be in your heart. That's why David was saying uh, uh, he wanted to have the word of God hid in his heart so he will not sin against God. So you got to have the word in your heart. So here it is, blind Bartimaeus, he heard the word, as many of us have done, in the past and in the present. Can we go there? We've heard the word, but the enemy stole the word. Have you ever got in a situation and, and, and God spoke to you and, 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 and at that point you was happy that you received the word? And just as soon as you got out the door, the enemy snatched that word from you. And the reason why he snatched it, because it was not impregnated, it was not implanted in our hearts. So when you get outside, uh, when you get among the others, or when you get among the world, you forget what God didn't say Or when we're going through, thank you, Holy Spirit, when we're going through trials and tribulations, then we will forget what God said. Because, see, when we forget what the Lord says, it's because the enemy has snatched that word. So at one point, blind Bartimaeus, he had heard the word. He was a wayside believer. And then it talks about how the enemy takes away the word, out of his heart, then he says, now here's the catcher, lest they should believe and be saved. The adversary do not want you to be, want you to be saved. He does not want you to believe God's word. We have to be at a place where we believe what the Lord has said. Because the ultimate goal is to steal that word so you will not be able to come forth and come up out of the situation that you're in. And that you want to make sure you, do, you are not saved. See, the devil wants everybody to go to hell because he knows he's going. He, know, he, know where his, he knows where his destiny is. His destiny is hell. That's his destiny. So what he tries to do is make sure he gets as many people as he can to get on the wagon with him. Amen? Amen. Because, see, he's look. Oh, Holy Spirit. Satan is looking for some blind Bartimaeuses. He's looking for them. He's looking. He's looking for them in their con- contaminated condition. That spirit is contaminated by the world, and uh, they are unclean. He's looking. He does not want you to come up out of that. We're going to show that in the Word in just a moment. We're going to see that in the Word. So Bartimaeus, at one point, he heard the Word. And the enemy, he allowed the devil to steal that Word out of his heart. All right? Now, let's go now to back to St. Mark, chapter number 10. Dealing with blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. Dealing with blind Bartimaeus. A man that's without vision. And see, 
To be blind also means to be inflated, oh, Holy Spirit, with self-conceit, to be high-minded, to to be prideful, to be lifted up in pride. Anybody got some conceit? Anybody prideful? (laughs) See, that's spiritual blindness. See, when you talk about spirit, see, you have to understand, you have to, you have to bring that word out and, and bring it to a spiritual place. Because, see, if you don't do that, then you would think it's a natural blindness. It's, it goes beyond a natural blindness. Because, see, Satan don't care whether you're blind, crippled, or lame. He just wants you to go with him. <laughs> That's how that is. But, but if, if blindness is when you're in, in, oh, Holy Spirit, when you're inflated with yourself. Anybody know anybody like that? They inflated what they sell. <laughs> Self-conceit can't tell them nothing. <laughs> see, see, they have spiritual blindness. Spiritual blind, prideful, prideful. There are some people so prideful, caught up in their pride that they can't see and recognize they need the Lord. See, at one point we all were spiritually blind. We were all that way. We were, we were all spiritually blind. And then, to be honest with us, <laughs> sometimes we're still there. You know how it is when you decide, uh, 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 God, I can handle this one. You know, those things that are big that we say, well, God, we're going to give you this. But sometimes we get to a place where we don't need Christ. That's when you're a beggar. When you think you do not need Christ, we need Christ in every situation, every circumstance in our life. We got to have the Lord. We have got to have God. I don't care how small it is. I don't care how big it is. I don't care what decision it is that you have to make or what the circumstances are. You have to have Christ in your life in order to make the right decision. Because if you don't have Christ in your life, what happens is we will lean, anybody ever been there? We'll lean to our own understanding and make the wrong decision. Amen. See, we've got to be careful in the decisions that we make. We need to ask, Lord, is, is this the path I'm supposed to take? Is this the, the decision that I'm supposed to render to this situation? God, I don't know. I, I need you to help me make the right decision. But sometimes we resort back to self and become blind Bartimaeus. We're, cons- we're cons- in, in this place of cons- conceit. We're in a prideful. We think we know. You, you've seen them kind of folk that think they know everything. They got an answer for everything. I've got some friends that way. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Ain't no need for me to talk to you because you know everything already. And then God would have to bust them out. And then they'll come back. And I've had some of them too. <laughs> I know y'all have. They'll come back. Well, you know, this person told me that. Well, didn't I not tell you that a few months ago? But here comes whomever telling you the same thing. <laughs> and you jump. Oh, you shouting. Oh, the Lord spoke. Lord Ben spoke. 
You just didn't like the messenger. You know how it is. What we talked about last week, you know, you hear the voice, but you don't hear the message. Because you don't want the message. Hmm. Now watch, watch, watch happens when we decide that we don't need, we don't need Christ. Now let's look, go back to St. Mark chapter number 10. And we're going to begin at verse number 47. Verse number 47 in St. Mark chapter number 10. Now 47 says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thy son of David, he's not crazy, have mercy on me. You know how it is when we didn't mess up. And we begin to plead and cry for mercy, don't we? Well, I hope we do. Because, you see, mercy is compassion. See, when, 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 when we begin to call on the Lord, we know that God is a compassionate God. He's a merciful God. Now, man is another different story. <laughs> but, but because that very word, sometimes there's just a little tiny something on the inside of us that will make us just hold on. Because, see, at one point, remember now, Bartimaeus, he had heard the word of God. He allowed the enemy to steal it. But somewhere he was able to hold on enough to, to acknowledge that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I wonder what was those other people thinking. Because there was a crowd with him. But only blind Bartimaeus, he came to an understanding. He was like the prodigal son. He came to an understanding of where he was and who he needed. So he cried out now. He said, thy son of David, have mercy. God, I need mercy. I need mercy. Have mercy on me. And then verse number 48 say, watch this. Watch them, them well wishes that we have, them good friends that we have, okay? Now, verse number 48 says, in St. Mark, chapter number 10, it says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thy son of David, have mercy on me. You see, he was in a broken condition. See, whenever we move away from God, see, it's the world does not want us to repent and go back to the Father. The world wants us to stay silent. <laughs> Remain in your broken condition. Those friends, those that, that was around him, those that was there, they told him to shut up. Don't call on that name. But you got to know whose voice that is telling you that. They were saying, shut up, be silent. Don't, don't, don't call on Jesus. See, that's what's going on with the world today. They do not want the body of Christ to call on that mighty name called Jesus Christ. There's so many things that are happening in this world because they're calling wrong right and right wrong. 
and they want you to stand with them, and you know that it's not right. So the world will tell you, don't don't talk about that. Don't 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 talk about that. You know, all women have their. Can we go there? All women have rights to their own body, do they? The last time I read, it said Jesus shed his blood. He paid the price for your body. Your body belongs to the Lord. It is the temple of God. So you don't have no rights to that body. You don't have any rights to that. And what about the rights of the baby? It's a soul. It's a soul. And when that baby passes on, that baby, that soul is going back to be with the Lord. But we still got a lot of blind Bartimaeuses. We got friends that tell us to shut up about different situations and different circumstances. Listen, Christians need to stand up and speak up. We need to declare the word of God. It's so imperative. They say, shut up. Don't call on Jesus. What happens when the body of Christ will call on Jesus? The word of God says if we, we would just, just humble ourselves, uh, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, pray, then he says to, he will heal the land. Our land is broken. It's broken. But why is it broken? It's because we have not followed what the scripture says. Turn. Turn. That's what the Bible says. He said, turn. He says, if my people, God's people, if we will turn from our wicked ways, that's what the Bible says. God said, oh, his people is wicked. That's what the scripture says. That his people are wicked and they need to turn from their wicked ways in order for the land to be healed. Let me tell you something. He ain't talking about all that land out there. He's talking about this land right here. That's who needs to heal it. See, you got to do some turning in order for this to be healed. See, he's sitting out by the wayside. Remember that now. He's heard the word. He allowed the enemy to snatch that word. And now he come to an understanding, i got to call on the name of Jesus. If I want my deliverance, I've got to call on the name of Jesus. If, if I want my life to change, if I want to live in that life of abundance, ooh, Holy Spirit, live in that life of abundance, we have to turn. You see, what happened to Bartimaeus is he was not living the life of, of abundance that had been promised. He had become a beggar, a beggar to the world. Now, the world is a needed place now. Hmm. The world will take everything that you have. He was in a broken, broken condition. Broken. A broken condition. And those people around, I bet you there were some called Holy Ghost sanctified people just telling them to shut up. Because, see, Jesus was coming by. <laughs> Jesus was coming. And then they said, shut up. Don't call on that name. Do you not know that there is going to come a time 
when they are not warning us to allow us to call on the name of Jesus? Why do you think they are shutting up or they tried to shut up and they almost did? The mouths of the people of God when it came down to the church. They used COVID. I wonder what they're going to use next because it's coming again. See, if we shut up, the world has no hope. So we've got to make sure that we do not shut up. You need to call on the name of Jesus. Now, watch this. Watch this now. It says they tell him to hold his peace. Hmm. He's in that broken condition. Now, in verse number 49, it says, St. Mark chapter 8, 49, it says, And Jesus stood and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Look at these devils. Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Now, while God, they want him to shut up. He gets Jesus' attention. Let me tell you, the only way that we can get Christ's attention, we have to become broken. The Bible says you got to have a, a broken and a contrite spirit. See, you got to be broken. Because if you're not broken, you will not call on the name of Jesus. You got to be broken. That's why God had to keep whooping out you know what. Because we refuse to be the chastisement. So he keeps beating. He keeps beating. Y'all remember about the shaft last week? About that rod, that staff, and that threshing floor? You, you got to be beat with the rod. You got to be beat. Now them little devils saying now, because see, he got Jesus' attention. Sometimes we can get arrogant and upset when God began to bless somebody else. See, God was getting ready to bless the man because he was in that broken condition. Man couldn't help him. But what he knew was this. He knew that Jesus Christ could help him. He knew it. So he called. And then them little so-called friends like Job. You know, Job had them kind of friends too. We all got them kind of friends. They'll tell you what you need to do, what you don't need to do, what you should have done, and all that stuff. But you can't, you cannot say and do those things until, let me give you these, these, these two things God gave me when he's de- dealing with uh, brokenness and silence. He says now, he says now, never be silent by people who don't know your story. See, sometimes when we call out, they don't know our story. He said, never be silent by people who don't know your story. And the next thing he says, never be silent by people who have never walked in your shoes. I don't know what, what you have went through with the shoes that you wore. And you don't know what I've gone through with the shoes that I wear. So when it comes down to praising, you know, I'll go off in a heartbeat. I don't care who here. I don't care who beside me and who's singing. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and where he has brought me from, I can't help but cry out, hallelujah, praise be to the name of God. 
See, that's what we got to be. We got to think about the goodness of Jesus Christ, where he's brought you from. You got to do that. You can't be silent. You cannot be silent. I don't know what you've been through. Nothing wrong with telling your testimony, what God brought you from. And the next thing, understand this. Now, I think Dr. Manley says this all the time. He says, know this. Every coin has two sides, a head and a tail. There are two sides to every story. Some folk come and tell you their story. Well, what, what, what's, what's with the other story? Because, see, there's another side to that story that we're telling. We don't tell everything, do we? We just tell what we want told. But we don't tell what part we played in it. Can we get amen on that? Or do we need to kick off our shoes? Because there is two sides to every story. You know how it is. You know you're going to make yourself look good when you're telling that story. But we never tell how we got there in that condition, like blind Bartimaeus. How did he become that beggar? See, there's another story to that, too. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, so Jesus stood still. The friends, hmm. They tell him to, you know, be of good comfort. Rise up. You know, before they they care about him rising up, they tell him to shut up. Say, be of good comfort. Now, let's go now. Let's go to Isaiah chapter number 35. We're coming back to St. Mark because we're almost done. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter number 35. Isaiah chapter number 35. This is what we have to do when we're in that broken condition. When we're there, when Jesus is there and he's, he's come along. Because, see, do you not know we can all be in the same place and God can come right in and heal somebody and, and somebody, somebody else needing to be healed won't get healed? Mm-hmm. It's, it's how we receive it, how we open ourselves up to the power of God. Isaiah chapter number 35. Now, verse number 3. Because, see, something has to happen here uh, in order for the end results. Verse number 3 in Isaiah chapter number 35 says, Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. In other words, God said, listen, first thing you need to do is that weak faith that we got, we need to strengthen it. (laughs) That, 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 That prayer life that we have that's so feeble. You know, sometimes some of us just only pray when, well, we get up, thank you, Lord. Then we go on where we're going to go. We come back home at night. God, I'm glad you just took care of me and brought me through the day. Nothing else. All day long. So there's some things in our life that has to be strengthened. Faith, number one. And then our prayer life needs to be strengthened. Okay? Uh, because we're trying to come up out of a condition. Okay? Now, verse number four says, Say to them... That are of a fearful heart. Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with what? Vengeance. 
even God with a recompense, the recompense means a reward, he will come and do what? He will save you. See, we've got to make sure that we speak positive, oh, Holy Spirit, that we speak positive words to our own self. You can't rely on other folk to speak positively to you. You've got to make sure you speak positive words. He says, be strong, fear not. Don't be afraid. Be strong. Be courageous. And then understand this. When we turn it over to God, God will come with vengeance. He'll come with judgment. He'll deal with the matter. And then he will save you. And then verse number 5 says this in Isaiah chapter number 35. Verse 5 says, watch this. Then, after all this that's been foretold, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. You see, when we begin to speak positive words to ourselves, to, that you are strong, you, you, you're an awesome person, you, 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 you're a person that, that, that loves the Lord, and you're a person that walks in faith, you've you, you got strong faith, so you've got to talk to yourself. If you don't talk to yourself, the devil will talk to you. The devil will tell you you're a little weakling. He'll tell you you can't do it. He'll tell you you'll never amount to anything. He'll tell you, no, that's not for you. That's for somebody else. And that's when you speak back to the adversary. Say, you devil, you a lie. You might as well go on somewhere else and talk to somebody else because my ears are not open to you. But see, that's what he will do. He will talk to you. And when we begin to speak those positive words to our own selves, then our eyes, our vision, then we are able to, to see what the Lord has for us. See, you've got to see what God has for you. See, and the only way you can see what God has for you, you have to see it in the Word. Because, see, God's Word is true. I mean, God's word has been established in the heavens. His word is unshakable. This is what the Lord said. This is what, can you imagine, can you imagine God promising Abraham a son? And it's 20-something years later before he gets it. 25 years. He's old now, but he's been promised something. I wonder how long will we wait? On the promises of God. But we got to remember what God said. I don't care how long it takes. If God said it, that sells it. That, that sell, if God said it, that sells it. Amen? So, so now we got to understand now that our eyes, of, you know, that, that spiritual blindness will come off. I'll show you something. I'll show you something. We're almost done. Go back to Mark chapter 10. Let's go back to... St. Mark chapter 10. Let's go back here. Let me show you something. St. Mark chapter number 10. Now, looking at verse number 50. Watch what happens when your spiritual blindness is removed. Verse number 50. Watch what happens. Now, remember now, we're talking about blind Bartimaeus. He's a man without vision. He, has, he, he operates in dual roles. He operates in the world. And then he's polluted. He's contaminated. 
But watch what happens when he comes in contact with Jesus. Verse number 50. It says, and he, talking about blind Bartimaeus, and he casting away his garment. He rose and he came to Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you what's significant about verse number 50. When it talks about he was casting away his garment, in another text it says he cast away his cloak. Now, when it talks about casting away his cloak, back in those days, if you were a beggar, you could wear this, this particular type of cloak, and it was a legal badge for you to, to have a right to beg. That particular cloak that, you, that you, you were wearing, it gave you legal right to sit and beg. Legal right. Gave you legal right to sit and beg. But when he met Jesus, and when he came to understand who Christ was, the first thing he did, thank you, Holy Spirit, say he took off, he threw off that garment. See, you know what? I said, Holy Spirit, I said, what is that garment? He said, sin. He said, sin. See, when you come, when you truly come in contact with Jesus, and, and, he call, ooh, and he calls for you, and you go, a change takes place. The old man is gone. Behold, there comes a new creature, a new creation. And the new man is there. So you throw off the old, and you put on the new. What he did was he threw away that, 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 that badge, that cloak, the one that represents. He threw away sin. This time, he didn't let the word fall by the wayside. He allowed his word to penetrate his heart. And it gave him the strength to do what he needed. God, my Lord, that was good. Mm -hmm. Say he cast it away. Saying, I don't need you no more. I got Jesus. Saying, I don't need you. I got the Lord. Boy, I tell you, I bet he was running everywhere. Look at verse, verse number 51. I like when the, the latter part of 50 says that he came to Jesus. See, when you cast away sin, you got to go run into the Father. You know why? Because the devil going to make sure he can try to stop you before you get to him. He gonna bring, he'll bring every kind of distraction it is. Baby, get to crying. Your nose get to itching. Your feet get hot. You get to move. Any kind of distraction. He don't want you to come in contact with the master that has your deliverance. Now, verse number 51 says this. What? 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 Jesus is a um, shrewd operator. Look at verse number 51 in, in St. Mark chapter 10. Verse 51 says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What? Will thou that I should do unto thee? What will thou that I should do unto thee? Jesus sees a man blind. He sees he also spiritually blind as well as physically blind. Jesus says, now what you want me to do? Watch what he said. The blind man said unto him, now he's calling him Lord. Before he's calling him son of David. Now he's calling him Lord because now he's sitting on the throne of his heart. So he's Lord now to him. 
He's Lord. He's the one that, that, that rules and rings upon his heart. He says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Remove that spiritual blindness from me. God, I, I, I want to receive my sight. I, I want to see like you see, God. I want to walk like you walk, God. I, I, I want to be what you want me to be. He said, I want to receive my sight. See, he no longer had to depend on the world. Because he knew God was his provision maker. Now, watch, watch verse 52. And this is the last verse. This is, this is the last verse. Verse 52 says, and Jesus, watch this. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee what? Whole. Remember, we told that you can be healed and still not made whole. When you are made whole, that means everything lines up. Body, mind, soul, and spirit. You're whole, everything. Spirit man, the physical man, the flesh man, everything lines up. Jesus comes and now you go your way. Remember now, he's he's blind. But Jesus says, you go your way, and then he says, that his faith, thy faith, don't go on somebody else's faith. Your faith will make you whole. Your faith will help you see what you need to see. It's your faith, not somebody else's faith, because he had a, he had a, he had a crowd with him. But none of them make him whole. In fact, they want him to shut up. But it's all about a personal relationship between you and God. Your faith. What you asking God for? What are you seeking God for? Are you relying on somebody else's faith to get it for you? Or are you coming to the understanding it's about your faith that's going to bring it to pass? If I don't believe myself that it's going to come to pass, it ain't going to come to pass. Because you may not always believe with me. That's why you got to be careful who you get to, when you touch and agree. Because he talks about touching and agreeing on the same thing. And then he talked about the things that you ask of him, they will be brought to pass. When you got a prayer partner, you got a friend, you make sure that whatever you, you're asking God for, you all are touching and agreeing on the same thing. You can't have a, a, someone that has a divided mind. Today they believe with you, tomorrow they don't. That's why you got to have your own faith in, to, in operation for what you want. He told him, he said, your faith, your faith that got you up, not the people around you, your faith. He said, thy faith has made thee whole. You want, you want to be whole. You want to be whole spiritually, physically, even financially. You want to be whole. You want to be whole. You want to be made whole. And it's going to come by your faith. Now, the latter part of verse 52 says, watch this. It says, how long and how long? Ten years down the road. He says, and immediately he received his sight. And watch what happens after he gets his sight. He said, and he followed Jesus in the what? In the way. See, back in the day, they call it the way before they start hollering Christianity and all this stuff. Go to the book of Acts. You'll see it. They call it the way. 
They call it the way. <laughs> when you add all that other stuff, everything, is you know, when it comes down to standards Christendom, you got everything added. But he said he followed him in the way. Immediately he received his sight. It was because of his faith in the master that he got his spiritual sight as well as his physical sight. We got a friend. I've told you all about it before. She's blind. But I tell you one thing. She got spiritual sight. I tell all the time, I say, girl, you're so sharp, don't make no sense. In the spirit realm. It's okay to be naturally blind, but you don't want to be blind spiritually. Blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> blind Bartimaeus. He got his sight. He count hope to Jesus and Lord have mercy. Took off with him. He started following him. He started following him. That's what the Bible says. He followed Christ. See, he made that transition. When, he made, when we make that transition... And we really got it right. We will follow Christ. Boy, I guarantee you, they had a wonderful time. They had a wonderful time. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. We praise God. Hallelujah. Thank